Hey guys, Adam here. How's it going? Doing good. This is this such a pleasure. Thank you for this privilege of being able to bring the word of God to you guys this morning. Um, my name's Adam. Some some of you guys, I know we got a lot of people tuning in that don't necessarily uh, haven't been coming to Lifehouse for a while or from watching from other countries. So hey, welcome. My name's Adam. Uh, my wife Luki and I are part of the eldership team here at Lifehouse Church with, uh, with James and Lee and the other guys. And uh, we've been here for about three years in Canada. We've come from England and we, we love it here. It's so great. Um, we love the community. We love being part of you guys. So thanks for having us. And I'm just going to pray. Uh, Lord God, thank you for your presence here this morning. Thank you for Josh and the band leading us so well um, in worship into your presence, Lord. Thank you. As, as Greg said, that you, there is no lack with you, Lord, that you, um, we have all that we need if we have you. And uh, thank you, Jesus, that you're here today. May your words be spoken this morning. May, may I speak what you need your people to hear, Jesus. Amen. So, uh, is there any Christians this morning? Got any Christians here? Anyone, anyone in the room? There's a, few, there's a few people in the room. Nice. All right, cool. Let me know. Let me know. We've probably got a group chat somewhere, so let me know if you feel like you're a Christian this morning. Um, so I was, I was just thinking, what, what does that mean? Like, a lot of, a lot, there might be people that say they're a Christian, but actually, what, what goes with that? Do we just, saying that, do we just pray a prayer once? Do we just go to church at Christmas? Did our parents tell you that they're Christian because they live in a Christian country? Or actually, are we embarking on that lifelong journey of continued transformation into Christ-likeness and discipleship with Him? Or are we just going around saying we're a Christian, or maybe even doing some of the Christian things, but, which is a good place to start, but actually, are we continuing with that um, that lifelong journey. And with that is a sense of belonging. So that's, that's what I want to touch on this morning is belonging. We really enjoy being part of Lifehouse, as I just said. We really feel like we belong here with you guys. Um, we really enjoy being in the community. And I hope that the feeling is mutual. And I hope that you guys feel like that you belong. And I was thinking, what does it take to belong? And what other things do I belong to? So I, I belong to the Landreth Smith family. So hi to any Landreth Smiths that are watching. Uh, I belong to, in a sense, my employer at work. I belong to the community at work. I belong to, fun fact, the Institution of Civil Engineers. I don't know if anyone knew that. But that's another community that I belong to. And I belong to Lifehouse Church. I'm a member here. And as part of that, I belong to the wider Church of Christ, the, the kingdom of God through that. And I am a member of the kingdom, of the church. The Bible says of the bride of Christ, a royal priesthood, a chosen nation. I am a member of that. And to do that, I have to choose. I have to, be, to get involved. I have to be a part of it and contribute and to be invested and 
to, be, to care about it, to be mentally invested and to be physically invested. And as Greg just said about um, giving financially invested as well, that helps with your mental investment into it. So what I want to say is belonging is great, but it takes a bit of effort. <clears throat> and if you are a Christian, as we've established, as you, if you have decided to be on that continuous transformative journey, then you belong as well. And I want to encourage you to belong to the church and to be invested and to make an effort with that. One of our things at Life Group is this year for 2021 is to, is to be part of it and to belong. And maybe you haven't joined a Life Group, so side plug, to, uh, that's a great way to, to start that journey of, of being belonging if you're, you're not in there yet. So um, how, how do you know then? How do you know if you belong? Do you, um, are you just visiting? Are you maybe you haven't decided yet? Or do you want to belong, but maybe you don't really feel like you have yet? So let's, uh, let's look in the Bible. Probably talked about four minutes without mentioning the Bible, so we should... Uh, Turn to our Bibles. I've got a scripture for you guys today. <clears throat> this is John 15, verse 14. And this is talking about, if we belong, are we, therefore, are we God's friends? Are we with him on his, on his mission? Do we belong to that mission? Are we his friends? And Jesus says in John chapter 15, you are my friends if you do what I command. You are my friends if you do what I command. And to be his friends, then we are belonging in his community. So what did he command, I think, is, uh, is, is the logical question that comes after that one. He, uh, Jesus said a lot of things in the Gospels, but one in particular was, you are my friends if you do what I command. And, I mean, the clue is in the same passage. You might have John 15, verse 14 on your screens there. And if we expand that, if we go back to John uh, 15, verse 12, Jesus says, in fact, actually, let's take it back to, to verse 10. Let me read it for you. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept these commandments, and I abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my command. Love one another as I have loved you. This is my command. Love one another. And this is a reflection back of uh, Matthew 22 where someone asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus says, Love God and love others. So if you are a Christian, you've decided to embark on that journey, as I said before, of continual transformation and discipleship, then you are loving God, and then as a part of that, you're also loving others. And that is something that I'm particularly passionate about. It might be my extrovert tendencies, but 
I love other people. I love being around people. I love being here this morning and seeing actual people in real life. That's, uh, that's great. You guys will do a, a really great job running the, the services. Um, we usually watch online and we just see Josh's beautiful face, but actually there's a lot going on behind us as well. <laughs> so part one, love God. Part two, love others. Invest in the community. Belong to a church. Don't kind of pop in and out, maybe a little bit of church shopping, a little bit here, but actually that's, that might be good for a little bit of biblical or spiritual buffet, but actually choose to belong. And it'd be great if you, if you want to choose to belong to Lifehouse Church, that's, that's great, but choose to belong to the kingdom of God. And that is something that you have to do. That's not something that happens to you. Once you have decided to become a Christian, then decide to be part of his community as well. So, if you want a title, I've got a title for you. The title of the preach is The Fellowship of the King. And that is... That is what I'm about. That is about people getting together and loving Jesus together. And here's some good news for you as well. If you um, have made that decision, if you are, uh, made the decision to follow Jesus and be part of his church, then you already know what to do. You've invited Jesus into your heart. You have his spirit living inside you. If you truly meant it when you, did, when you made that decision, you have God's power living inside you. His thoughts become your thoughts, and his spirit is living in you, and his will is your will, and his desires are your desires. So you already know what to do because he is living in you, showing you those things. One of, my, um, one of the most memorable preachers that I've heard recently is uh, last year when Lee preached on the prophetic, and she, one of her main points that I remember was, if you want to be prophetic, just remember your ABCDs. That when you're given a prophecy, it always builds up, comforts, and draws near. And if uh, you have Jesus living inside you, if you've got anything that you want to share with someone, some encouragement you want to share, a gift you want to give, um, anything you want to do or say to someone, if it does those things, if it builds up, if it comforts, if it draws near, then you can be pretty sure that that is God's Spirit leading you into that. And don't worry about double-thinking it. Just do it. Be encouraging. There's different love languages. My personal love language is words of affirmation. But different people respond differently. But however the Spirit is leading you into encouraging people to do those things, then you have His Spirit inside you and He is leading you into that. And that is part of our belonging to the community of God. <clears throat> Hebrews 10, verses 23 to 25. Let us hold unswervingly. Now, little side note. The beginning of the year, I read the NLT version a lot. More recently, I've, just, I've switched to the ESV just to kind of get a good comparison for it. So the ESV kind of throws big words at me sometimes that the NLT doesn't. So it makes me feel a little bit more grown up. Unswervingly, just in case you need a little bit more clarification on it, in a constant and steadfast manner, not veering to either side, not as you're going along being like, oh, yeah, that looks nice. Oh, that looks nice. Just looking ahead at where you're going. Let us hold unswervingly 
to the hope that we profess. For he who promised, that's Jesus, is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together, obviously within the restrictions of our current time, we can meet together six feet apart or virtually, that also counts. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching, the day being the day of Christ's return. I've got, a, I've got a word I want to teach you. It's a Greek word. And uh, if, you're, if you're a bit of a scripture buff or you like your, your root origins of different words, I know Greg or Ashish, they, they, like, they like to know where the, the root cause of words is. So a word I'm going to teach you today is koinonia. Now, if I'm pronouncing it wrong, take it up with Google because I just had to double check how I was saying <laughs> Koinonia. Maybe, can they see that all right? So you can see how to spell it as well. Koinonia is Christian fellowship or communion with God and with fellow Christians. So it's my new favorite word at the minute, koinonia. And uh, this, this is my vision for, for his church, for my life group. I'm really excited for life group starting again. Our life group is taking a little bit of a break recently. We're going to start again uh, next week. And my vision is koinonia, Christian fellowship with each other and with God. Um, some, in fact, most of you guys at Lifehouse are great at this. And the ones that have uh, looked after us, myself, Luki, and our family this year, and particularly when we had our babies, Zariah in July, and then also at Christmas. And I know that so many of you guys are so great at looking after each other. We have been personal beneficiaries of that. And that's one of the reasons why I just love Lifehouse Church. You guys really love each other well. So well done to those that have done it well. I'm proud of you. Jesus sees, even if maybe... You feel like if you didn't get appreciated for it, that's okay, because God sees it. So that's what I want us to do, to invest in koinonia. And I was thinking about it, it's, it's quite easy to do when you plan it. If you think, oh yeah, actually I'm going to I'm going to go out, and I'm, this person has been on my mind. I'm going to go out and do something nice for them. That's like I, I referred to earlier. That is great. Please do that. If you think of someone, you've got something encouraging for them. You've got a gift for them. You know how they best respond. You have the spirit in you leading you to do that. Great. Do that. Plan to do it. Make the effort. Set the time aside. Think about it. But then there's kind of another level to that, which is loving without trying and to your default to be love, and to love each other accidentally. That's, uh, that's kind of the next level. So to those of you that are really good at loving people, 
great, well done. Next, love without trying. Love even when you're not appreciated. Even when somebody says, it says in the, the Bible talks a lot about persecution. And without trying to lighten it, I'm very grateful for the society that we live in, that I don't feel like I get persecuted for my faith. But at the same time, apathy, I feel like, is sometimes a bit of a persecution. People are very happy to say, oh, is that what you believe? That's great, but keep it to yourself. So to, to love people in a Christian and building up way, even when we get those kind of responses, to show them. John 13.35 says, they will know us by our love. And that is, that is what the world lacks. People love on each other, koinonia. It's, very, like, it's, um, it's easy to, like I said, to love people when you plan to, or when they love you back, or when you know that they like you, or when they can do something for you. But it's much harder to love by accident. Those people that don't share your beliefs and don't share your backgrounds. So my charge for 2021, my inspiration for myself, I want to, I'm talking to myself as well, is to invest in Koinonia and to reset my default to love by accident, to love in the first instance and not to react and then think, oh, actually, how could I be more loving in this situation? But actually, for my first reaction to be love and to take it from there. Um, we all do it differently, though. We've got different personalities, and that's how God has made us. Um, so I'm going to read, next verse here is 1 Peter 4, uh, verse 10 to 11. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as someone who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. That's similar as well to Romans 12 when it talks about the body of Christ being different parts. We all do it differently, but we all understand and receive it differently. Church isn't somewhere that you go or somewhere that you tune into online. It's a place where you belong and it is a place where you get to know others, you get to know Christ, and it is something that you are. You are the church. It's not somewhere that you go or even really something that you do. It's something that you are. And that is how the world sees Christ is through the church. Ephesians 3 says, Through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known. And that is you guys. You belong, you belong to the church, and you know what to do. You know how to love each other because God is in you. His spirit is in you and he is leading you. So if you have those thoughts to encourage people, like I said, don't double, don't double guess yourself. Lifehouse, I'm sure James has got this reference before, is the house of life. 
It is the house where community thrives. It is the house where God's presence thrives. And uh, I'm pretty sure James meant that when he named the church Lifehouse. Again, John 13. They will know us by our love. And John 15. This is my command. Love each other as I have loved you. Um, just want to finish with one of my favorite verses. I mean, I feel like often I read a bit of the Bible. I'm like, this is my new favorite bit. So one of my favorite bits this week, and indeed it has been for a while, Romans 12. Do not be conformed by this world, but be transformed. Do not do what the world expects of you to maybe react with hostility or selfishness and love people that love us. Do not be conformed to that, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, by remembering what the truth is, what you have been told, what Jesus is speaking to you in your spirit. That is the power of the transformed mind, of being in tune with Jesus, not in tune with the world. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God. And that comes with practice. Maybe it's okay to get stuff wrong along the way, but it comes with practice. That you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And if you need some homework, read the rest of Romans 12, because it has got so much great stuff in there. So this is my command, John 15, verse 12. Love each other as I have loved you. I hope you had a, a really great Christmas, even though on lockdown. Happy New Year. This is obviously the last uh, life house of 2020. 2021, who knows what's going to happen. But... <laughs> Let's, let's invest in koinonia, even if it has to be from two meters apart. Um, thank you. God loves you. Be blessed. Happy New Year. Just want to thank you all for joining us this morning, and thank you, Adam, for that amazing word. I don't know about you guys, but for me, it just really, it really hit home. I'm so encouraged to just remain in the love of God and to follow the subtle promptings of the Holy Spirit in loving others well. You know, if God puts somebody, if, if a person comes to mind, if an idea comes to mind of, of how you can meet a need or how you can love or serve or encourage someone, uh, we want to we wanna really encourage you guys to do that. I mean, you know, we're not just supposed to be hearers of the word, we're supposed to be doers of it. And this is the, the time where we take this word now and we put it on our feet and we put it into practice. And so even right now as we close, I'm just going to pray that God would put a person on your heart, an idea of how you can love someone today on your heart and uh, that God would give you the faith and the courage to go after it. So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, God, for uh, you are love and you give us the perfect example the ultimate example of love, our Lord Jesus Christ, dying in our place, sacrificing himself on our behalf, O oh God. And I pray that out of that place of your love, O oh Lord, you would lead us in loving others, O oh God. Father, may you fill us with your love. 
Would we ooze your love wherever we go? In the text messages or emails that we send, O God, in the smiles that we give, O God, in the gifts that we give, O Lord, in the people that we see, O God, wherever we are, O Lord, that people would know and feel your love in and through our lives, O God. And even now, Lord, I ask that you would begin to put ideas and people uh, on our minds, O Lord, that we could love those uh, like you love us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you again so much for joining us, guys. Uh, Have a happy new year, and may it be filled with hope and expectancy for all the good things that God has in store for us in the coming year. Amen.